Hey there, you're listening to the Wired for Wealth podcast, where we have conscious conversations about the emotional topic of money so that you can get out of your own way and build the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Peyton Moran. I'm a money mindset coach, mom, self-proclaimed foodie, and lover of sitcoms, and I'm on a mission to change the conversation around money. I know right now it seems like you could just feel better about money if you made more of it, but don't put the cart before the horse. Changing your relationship and beliefs about money is essential to increasing your income and building wealth. You can expect our weekly conversations to be inclusive, thought-provoking, and best of all, actionable. While I won't be telling you to stop buying lattes or how to invest in the stock market, I will teach you how to rewire your brain so that you can attract more abundance into your life and business. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast, and I'll see you next week for another Conscious Conversation About Money. Welcome to episode one of Wired for Wealth, where we have conscious conversations about money. I'm your host, Peyton. I'm a mom of two precious little toddlers. I'm a product of the Great Resignation, and I'm a self-development junkie. I'm a money mindset coach that helps high-achieving business owners shift their identity and change their relationship with money so that they can step into leadership in their business. Now, I have probably recorded this first episode about 10 times, (laughs) so at this point, I'm giving up on the perfection. I'm just going to keep this first episode short, sweet, and to the point so that you have a really good grip on what we're here to talk about on this podcast. I want this podcast to be authentic. I want you to feel like we're sitting here having a no-pressure conversation that makes you think, makes you create self-awareness about your beliefs and your patterns. So to start, at least, this is going to be an anti-perfectionist podcast. Like I said, you are probably going to catch some ums, some uhs, some stuttering. I'm sorry. I really hope you stick around if you hear any mic sounds. I apologize. I hope that you um, let me prove this podcast and grow this podcast to reach more people and change the conversation around money despite its imperfection and not being highly edited. So I really want this show also to be inclusive. I'm going to absolutely try my best to be sensitive as we have these conversations. And if you're not the person that understands people of different sexual orientation, race, religion, they all have different financial traumas and challenges. If you don't understand that, um, then this is probably not the show for you, honestly. Just going to tell you straight up. We are going to talk all things money. But as you heard in the intro, this is not your traditional finance podcast. We are not going to be talking about opening a high-yield savings account, investing in the stock market, perfecting your budget. I like to call what we're doing here the pre-pre-work to becoming financially independent. Because in order to become actually financially independent and live the life that you really want, it requires you to abandon your old ways of thinking. And if you've even dipped your toe in the self-development world, you know that thoughts create things. Our thoughts influence all day long how we're feeling about things, how we feel about things influences our actions, and our actions are what determine our results. So if we can shift the resistance that we're feeling about wealth, We can shift the resistance that we're feeling towards wealth building activities and decisions. Then we can start to create a different financial reality. So, yeah, that's the gist of this podcast. We're going to explore the science behind our brain. I'm going to back up these conversations with scientific facts because that's something that was really influential to me as I went on this money journey myself. And something that really helped me through this process was understanding how the brain works and how I can use that to my advantage. So that's actually the perfect segue into our first episode. So let's get into it.
if you noticed, whatever streaming platform that you're using to get your podcast, the name of this first episode is called The Brain, Friend or Foe. And if you don't know much about how the brain works, just know this. Your brain's number one job is to protect you. Everything that we experience during the first few years of our lives, um, specifically the ages like two to three to like seven, it essentially programs our brain. This happens so that your brain can make predictions about your safety in the future. So this is why so many people live misguided lives because they've been influenced at their core in their subconscious mind to fear certain, certain circumstances or situations. So the people that stay in toxic relationships, the people that constantly stay broke, the people who create dysfunctional families and carry on those patterns, they all do this because based on their programming, their brain has convinced them that there's safety in that. Even if logically we know that abusive or toxic relationships aren't good for us, it's hard to override that programming just based off logic. And the same is true for money. So you're most likely harboring some false beliefs about what money means based on your personal experiences. If the brain's primary job is to protect you, that's good, right? <laughs> well, it's a double-edged sword because your brain perceives anything outside of your comfort zone as a danger to you. So centuries ago, this probably served people pretty well. It kept people searching for food, shelter, safety from predators, but now it doesn't really serve us when our brain perceives danger when all we're doing is looking at our bank account or all we're doing is trying to post some social media content or throw up a reel or a TikTok. You know, our brain is freaking out. We're feeling unsafe. We're feeling anxiety. We're having self-sabotages. Behaviors come up. We're procrastinating. All of those things happen because our brain is telling us, no, it's not safe for you to proceed forward. And I'm going to use myself on this episode as a perfect example for this. This podcast in itself has been almost six months in the making. So when I first decided to do a podcast, I took really fast action. I got the name of my podcast, all that sorted out. I put my trailer out there, cover art, got some subscribers, got um, part of a podcast accountability group. I just kind of like ran towards it. And then it was like I hit a brick wall. Like, I did everything short of launching this first episode because I felt so much resistance to the actual message, to actually putting my thoughts and opinions out there. And every time I would schedule a recording in my day, I would do the same thing. Like I just said, I would self-sabotage. I would procrastinate. Sometimes I would even put it on my calendar and wake up with a sore throat. That's how diligent and strong your brain is when it comes to protecting you from being uncomfortable or afraid. So needless to say, I had to do a lot of inner work about this. I had to do a lot of inner work around speaking my truth and a lot of transitioning to supporting this identity that I made into someone who could use her voice on a major platform to feel safe doing that. So I'm going to walk you through on this first episode of how I did that, how I came to a place of alignment and safety and took action and started this podcast. And I want to walk you through this because I want you to think about this particular statement. If you did not feel resistance to taking bold action in your business or to making new smart financial decisions or to raising your prices in your business, whatever it is, if you didn't feel resistance to that thing that's going to make you more money or going to heighten your visibility or put your business out there, if you didn't feel that resistance to taking those actions, where would you be? 
right now. I want you to think about that. Where would you be if you didn't feel resistance? If every time you got um, a money-making idea, you could just act on it. If every time that you needed to market yourself, you could act on it. If every time you needed to make a smart investment in yourself, you would act on it. You would probably live in a completely different reality. You would have manifested everything that you want. You'd be financially independent. You'd be married to the spouse of your dreams, have your perfect family. You know, you would you would achieve whatever you're looking for, this happiness. If you could get through this feeling of resistance and being unsafe doing new things, then you could catapult your results. Because feeling unsafe, that's what's keeping us stuck. Because our actions, like we said, are what creates results. And that's the only reason. It's action. So you can tell yourself that you're not doing this thing that you know you need to do because you don't have enough qualifications or education or you're not smart enough or you're not a male um, because of the industry that you're in. Anything that you can make an excuse for why you don't do something, it's just a form of self-sabotage to try to keep you safe. This self-sabotage is almost like a knee-jerk reaction. It's not something that you're doing consciously. Because in reality, those things aren't true. You know, that feeling like we're not smart enough or good enough or capable enough, whatever it is, to be financially independent, it's just simply not true. We have the capability to figure out anything. We have the tools and the resources and the mentors at our disposal at this day and age to teach us anything that we need to know to get where we want to go. So if you're continuing to invent new reasons of why you're not capable of something, then it's just your subconscious brain at work, right? It's just that knee-jerk reaction, that story, that pattern that you're telling yourself. So first and foremost, when I went through this, I had to identify why I was putting this off. When I was having this resistance, I had to come to grips with the fact that I was the only thing standing in my own way. It was nothing else. None of those stories I was telling myself were true. And a huge part of this was working with a mentor. Sometimes you really just need an outside perspective to challenge you and ask you why. When you say, you know, I can't put my voice out there or I can't do this or I can't make this amount of money. I can't live this type of lifestyle. You really just need someone to challenge you and say why. Because like I said, you're not doing this consciously. It's all happening internally because we're unaware of our thought patterns. That's how powerful your brain is. It's so sneaky and it's so efficient that we don't even realize that we're staying in our comfort zone. We don't even realize the patterns we're displaying in our lives. Even in the instances where I got a sore throat, and yes, that was plural. This happened like four times. My subconscious was literally so diligent, you know, that even when I finally put recording on my calendar to go through with it, when I had finally made that internal decision, like, yes, it's today or yes, it's tomorrow, I would get a sore throat. I mean, this happened, like I said, at least four times, but because the beliefs that I had that were so strong and so imprinted on me about being visible, my mind would literally send signals to my body to sabotage my process. I felt so unsafe taking this action that my brain just got a little creative, you know, and identifying your limiting beliefs and where they have come from is such a huge piece of this, such a huge piece of moving through resistance. In this case, for me, it was trauma 
from my teenage years, you know, things that created really deep-rooted beliefs that it wasn't safe for me to speak up, that my opinion wasn't valued, that I should be ashamed of my opinion and ashamed of what I believed in. So it takes some internal reflection. You know, what patterns and trauma from your own life have you experienced around money that may be keeping you from shifting this financial reality? I'm going to give you an insight into what this belief was that made it so hard for me to be visible. And something that my dad always used to say to me, it was anytime I got in trouble at school or maybe I got caught up in a lie, you know, as teenagers do, he would always tell me that it's all about perception. You know, I would say, I didn't mean it this way, or I wasn't trying to do this, or I wasn't hurting someone's feelings or, you know, whatever the case may be. He would say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, it's all about perception. So in other words, I should be concerned about what other people perceive me as and how other people perceive me, how they see my actions. So regardless of what I meant or what my intentions were, the belief handed down to me was that it only matters how I'm perceived. So you can see how this affected me. You can see how this created a major disconnect between what I wanted to do to move forward in my business and how I wanted to put my message out there and what I believe my audience needed. And then my deep belief, which was telling me, no, you can't do this. Like, don't speak up. It affected me for the podcast. It affected me showing up with authenticity and visibility online as a coach, which is so, so important if you know anything about the coaching industry. But most importantly, it delayed me taking action because I felt like if I showed up and did the wrong thing, if I said the wrong thing, even if I didn't mean it, you know, that would be my downfall. I would be judged or perceived as some form of like negativity, you know. So instead, I just took zero action at all, right? I just stayed stuck. And we all have different beliefs that have been handed down to us like this for generations. They're swirling around in our subconscious mind at all times. And even if we have all these different beliefs that have been passed down, it can still manifest the same way for some of us, you know. Even experiencing a completely different childhood, you know, we can still have some of these same beliefs that are instilled in us from different experiences. You know, things can still manifest different experiences as fear of being visible. It can manifest as some of the money blocks we all share or imposter syndrome. You know, a lot of these things that come from self-doubt, these are all just symptoms that we carry being a person, you know, having a human experience and experiencing trauma. These are the things that come out of it is these false, deep beliefs. The good thing is, though, <laughs> these beliefs are not irreversible. They can be changed. You know, thank God, right? There's something that I like to compare this process to, and I know you'll be able to relate to this. So think back to when you were a child and you were sleeping alone in your room. Maybe you had a nightlight, maybe you didn't. But you open your eyes and you saw a monster, right? Like you saw a shadow of something or something lurking in the closet or in a corner and like it just looks like a monster and you become completely terrified. You know, your heart's racing, your palms are sweating because it looks like there's a monster hanging out in your room. So you call your mom, she comes in, she turns on the light and you realize it was just, you know, a tree hitting the window or a jacket hanging on a hook. You know, in the dark, this thing looked really, really scary and it had completely convinced yourself that there was something there in your room to hurt you. But now that the lights are on, you can see the shape, 
You can see why you thought it looked like a monster, but it doesn't feel so scary, right? You see it for what it really is, and it loses its power. And this is what happens when we shine light on experiences from our past that have hurt us or have solidified those beliefs in us that aren't serving us. Our brain's natural reaction is just to keep these things hidden and locked away and and just kind of shut it off so that we don't have to feel those negative feelings again. But if we keep pushing them to the side and we don't adequately process and reframe them, then you're going to see that monster every time you turn off the lights, right? Your beliefs are going to surface. They're going to make themselves known. Whether that's relationships that you consistently find yourself in, the people that you surround yourself is, um, your bank account, your parenting style, the relationship you have with your child, you know, whatever it is, those beliefs that drive your behavior and your actions, they're always going to come to light. You'll represent those beliefs in everything that you do throughout your life. You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So when you start to dig these up, process these beliefs, reframe them, that's when they're ultimately going to lose that power. Once you start to shift those beliefs and rewire your brain, once you start exposing the old paradigms and patterns This serves as essentially like a gateway. You know, this tells you where you need to focus your energy, where you need to be working on yourself to create your desires and to create the life ultimately that you want to live. And you have to have some clarity around that. You have to have some clarity around what you're trying to create and why you're trying to create it. You know, are you trying to make $10,000 a month? Are you trying to have a million dollar business? Are you trying to attract a happy marriage? Create some clarity around those goals. Why are you working towards them? Why do you want them? Once you start to dig into that, you're going to have these limiting beliefs come up. And then you can start to identify them. Then you can really realize what's not supporting you. What's not serving you when it comes to manifesting this new reality. So back to my example of this podcast, I had to get really serious about my intentions as I went through this inner work, as I moved through this resistance and reframed the beliefs that I held about being visible and about sharing my message. I had to really get clear about my vision for where I wanted this show to go and how I wanted it to help people. That clarity combined with the subconscious work is what helped me move through this. This helped me curb the self-sabotage eventually kick the procrastination. I mean, because here we are in episode one, right? And each time that you go through this process where you're trying to take this bold new action, you're feeling resistance, and you're having to elevate your beliefs so that you can get this done, so that you can take that action that takes you to the next level. Every time you're doing that, you're elevating your identity, You're closer and closer to becoming the person that you need to be to be fully living in your purpose, in your assignment, and also having your desires, you know, living the way that you feel called to live, that makes you happy, that fulfills you. And that's a tall order. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to lie to you and say this, this subconscious work, this reframing your beliefs, this elevating your identity. I'm not going to tell you it's an easy process because it is work. And it takes consistency. But it's okay to fall off the wagon. You know, to reiterate our main point, our instinct as humans is to avoid pain. 
It's natural. It's natural to fall off the wagon. But healing ourselves sometimes takes confronting painful memories and elevating our identity and wiring ourselves for wealth takes evaluating our relationships, our relationship with ourself, evaluating what we talk about, who we hang around, how we speak about money, how we feel about money. And that is what I'm going to help you do on this podcast. In this first episode, we have just barely scratched the surface of some of the things we're going to get into on this show. And we've just only begun our journey together. So I hope you enjoyed our debut episode. And I hope to see you back next week for another conscious conversation about money. 